From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much as always. Mike here and my wife, Ginny in studio. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm your guest host this week. Yes, you are the guest host this week. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that, but it's, uh, it's kind of hard to line up everybody because, as you know, people live their lives. And uh, I, I might talk about one subject in depth with somebody else next week, but I do want to kind of field you out for this one when we get to it. Um, but before we jump into anything, a couple of shout outs to... Uh, well, a couple of musicians that aren't on my playlist, but uh, I will wish them uh, speedy and healthy recoveries, one of which is Justin Bieber. I guess he's had to cancel a buttload of shows recently because uh, he's, I think it was at Ramsey Hunt Syndrome, where, like he's revealed to his fans, uh, it's like a partial facial paralysis. Like, he can't blink one of his eyes. They're still open, and he has trouble moving his mouth, and he says he's having a hard time eat, eating. Which, as you know, that dude weighs like 115 pounds soaking wet. So, I mean, that's, that's got to suck for him. Uh, but he's had to cancel some shows, and uh, hopefully hopefully he can recover. I mean, as, as much as I give that dude a hard time about stuff, because, well, a lot of that is self-inflicted, no one deserves to go through that at all. So hopefully he recovers and maybe eats a few more sandwiches and puts some weight on. But, yeah, it's just, I, I can't imagine going through something like that. And then... Uh, Toby Keith just announced this weekend that uh, since last fall he's been battling stomach cancer, which is pretty friggin' brutal. Uh, He says that uh, he's had surgery, he's had the medicine, he's had the chemo, he's resting and relaxing, and uh, he hopes to be on the road again sooner or later, but he's spending time with family. But I didn't realize he was like 60 years old already. But didn't he get started like in the 90s? He ain't worth missing, like that music video. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, the the one song I remember, and again, I'm not much of a country music guy, but um, the one, uh, what's the, uh, was it Talk About You? I want to talk about you, I want to talk about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, uh, I remember that getting played a bit at parties at Ball State because there was a line about some, I don't want to hear about your nana down in Muncie, Indiana. And, of course, whenever there was a Muncie reference, everybody would, yeah! Because, as you know, Muncie, Indiana is one of the coolest cities on the planet. Well, I guess she lives off McGalliard today. Because <laughs> everything is on McGalliard. It has to be, because that's the only place where there's, like, commerce outside of the campus. But mm-hmm. uh, Toby and Justin get better. I, I can't promise I'm going to add your songs to my playlist, my dudes. Hey, but... Toby Keith, you're already in my playlist. Yeah. Justin Bieber, um, get well soon. Get well soon. <laughs> that was very polite. Um, speaking of health, uh, y- you just went to the doctor recently. Yes. Uh, nothing life-threatening, but uh, painful. I have osteoarthritis in both feet, along with tarsal coalitions, bone spurs, synovial cysts, um, congenital defects, yeah. Yeah, good thing you don't work on your feet, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, total desk feet. job. Yeah, so so when was the appointment? It was Thursday, right? Friday. It was Friday, okay. Uh, sorry, the days are blurring blur together. Okay. I mean, it's just It's been kind of a weird last few weeks. But, uh, sure. Uh, and I'm not going to post this because, I mean, it's medical, but I am going to describe the photo. There is a... a oh, a, no, you can post the photo. It's you fine. want me to post the photo? Yeah, it's fine. There were no providers in this photo. Okay. 
so that's okay. Okay, but uh, basically it's an x-ray of your feet and presenting it a la Price is Right style is both our, both our daughters, Lana and Hazel. Logan was at home with Grandma. Right, but they're, they're just kind of like, whoa, what is this? They said, I have uh, candles in my feet because they saw the white, the okay. white bones. And they right. said, Hazel's just like, your foot's broken. And funny thing, I didn't tell you this. There was a provider that came in that wasn't my doctor. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hi, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I haven't met you before. She's like, do you have a fracture? She's like, is your name this name? I said, no. She's like, I'm in the wrong room. (laughs) (laughs) And whoever I'm talking about totally doesn't have a fracture. Yeah. She's like, you don't look like who I think you should be. I'm like, no, but it's nice to meet you. I feel so spoiled. I have two providers. But my doctor loved talking to the kids. He talked to them first before me. All right, well, you do work on your feet, and I guess they gave you two shots uh, for it. Does that make it better? Have you noticed anything? like? It feels better, yeah. Okay. It feels better. Uh, but you haven't had anything, like any side effects from it. Not that I'm doing a mm. paranoia type of podcast, mind you, when it comes to this sort of okay. thing. Okay, well, I'll tell you what they did, the procedure. Okay. Okay, so he just chalked it up to um, kind of like arthritic inflammation and in certain joints of the foot. Uh-huh. So it kind of hops around. Right. But um, he gave me one shot in one foot and one shot in the other, varying places. Uh-huh. So he numbed my skin with a special numbing spray. And then he brought out that lovely little syringe. And he's like, pinch and a burn. And I'm like, mother of pearl. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I'm so sorry. He's like, there's not a lot of space in the foot for this medication well, to go no. into. It's basically bone. Yeah, he's just like, I'm sorry. I said, girls, I only cried for 17 minutes. He said, mama did a good job because these are not fun. No. He's like, these are terrible shots to get. Uh, you don't have to go back anytime soon, do you? Uh, only if uh, I have more pain. Okay. Other than that, usually steroid shots. The last set I got lasted two years, so it was it was fine. Okay, so this might be like a, a biannual thing? I don't know. Okay, but but you didn't notice any pain when we were at the pool yesterday, right? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I did, but, you know, it's just kind of stiffness and soreness uh, that comes with those shots. So, mm-hmm. uh, I have, you know, you've seen them, the bruises on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. We like to show each other our bruises from our uh, respective yeah. jobs because, again, they're, they're both kind of rough. But, like, yesterday we decided, you know, take the family out for some R&R. It was so nice. Local swimming pool. We were out there for about an hour, right? Mm, hour and a half, two hours. Really? Yeah. Was it that long? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I Yeah, but uh, this was our first time to this pool. It's one of those things where you have to pay admission for it. There's, like, you know, the, the swimming pool, and then there's the... Uh, a little splash pad, and then there's the swimming, the the, the water slide part, and uh, the the kids really enjoyed it. Uh, a lot of she wanted to go down the big kid slide, and I went down first because I wanted to be down at the bottom just in case. I went down first first. Well, okay, you went down first first, and you said it was funny. I tried. I'm like, okay, I will. Lana wanted to, and I was just like on the way up. I'm like, okay, Lana, I'm gonna go first because I'm the adult. In case things go south, when you hit the water, I'm going to be there to help you out. Don't go until that nice lady in the blue uh, jacket tells you to go down the slide. And Lana shot out of that thing into the water and came up coughing. Yeah, the lifeguard was ready. She stood up. Yeah. She got her whistle off her mouth. She's like, all right, okay, yeah. she's okay. Yeah. 
but uh, we got whistled by uh, at least three times. I wish that was me. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, uh, collectively, our family by the lifeguards. Um, because nowadays there's rules. First of all, when we got there and we were out at the pool, we were about ready to go in, and then it was like the 10-minute rest period where uh, anybody that was like 10 and under had to be out of the pool. So I had no idea they did that, and you told yeah. me, and I'm like, oh, I totally missed the sign. Well, I didn't see it on the sign, because when you're thinking pool, you're thinking, okay, we're going to go swimming. Exactly. But I guess it's just to kind of give uh, young swimmers a break, and I'm just like, I, sure. don't, I don't ever... My, my experience with public pools is limited from my childhood, but... What I do remember is anytime we got thirsty or tired, we just got out of the pool. Well, I think it's a good idea to have rest periods because I went to a pool party mm -hmm. at someone's house and I got heat exhaustion and I didn't know where I was. So, Well, you can get heat exhaustion outside of a pool too. I mean, I just, well, yeah. I was in the pool all day. Wow. All day? Yeah. Okay. Well, were your parents there or no? No, it was at a pool party. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bringing mom and dad. No, my parents, would they don't like people. That's what a coincidence. At their house. But, and, you know, I'm the same way. Uh, but but uh, there's also, like, a pool there with the diving board, mm -hmm. right? And, like, I was actually surprised that the pool was 12 feet deep. I was telling Eileen about that today. Yeah, 12 and a half feet deep. And I was just like, you know, I haven't gone off a diving board for a while. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I kind of swam off to the side so somebody else could do it. And, and I'm in the part that's seven feet deep, so you know there's some distance between me and the board. And I get told by the lifeguard, hey, you, you got to be on the other side of the rope. And I'm like right by the rope to begin with. And so I'm like, JFC. And so I just go under the, like I mutter this under my breath. And I just kind of like go under the rope. And like I'm in the five foot part, which is not as cool. But like it just seemed weird because like this pool is pretty much roped off 40% of itself for the diving board. There's nobody swimming in this part of the pool, and you really don't need that much space for the diving board. Like, it, like we've just regulated everything way too much when mm -hmm. it comes to just having fun. Well, uh, yeah, if you watch, um, oh, what's it called? The Sandlot, when they're at the city pool. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, no buoys or anything out there. No. And there's diving board, and you're like, okay, jump at your own risk, fine. Because, the, yeah, the guy and the gal lifeguards are making googly eyes at each other. Mm. That's what teenagers do. Um, oh, oh, Lana and Hazel got whistled because they were sitting on the wall between mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the kiddie pool and the splash pad area. I didn't see any rule about that on the big board. No, they were just sitting there. They weren't horse playing. They weren't, like, jumping off of this thing. They were just sitting there kind of kicking their legs. And, they you, you can't sit there. It's like, they're kids, man. They're not doing anything stupid. I know. But uh, I guess they have rules there for a reason because somebody probably did something stupid. Your dad said, well, I know where where they get it from. Oh, God, yeah. They you got to tell the story now. All right. Well, I wasn't there. Uh, well, I might have been conceived there. but Ew, for, that's that, disgusting. Yeah, so... Well, not at the water park, but uh, back in 79, April of 79, my parents got married and uh, their honeymoon was spent at Disney World. And there's a water park part down there. And I guess my dad was like, you know, he wanted to go down the water slide because, well, hell, I mean, who doesn't want to go down a water slide? And uh, he did, so, I, I don't know what he did, but he inverted himself and then you're supposed to go feet first down a water slide. And... He ends up going into this pool like a cannonball on his stomach, face first, and uh, the lifeguard almost threw him out of uh, that part of the park for doing it. But my dad's not, not like a rabble rouser. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, that uh, gene in the family that attracts trouble whenever we're in the water. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, I didn't get whistled at, nor did Logan, so. Well, Logan's a youngin, and he did enjoy it, by the way. Yeah, he, he was, was a little cold. He, yeah, he, yeah, he got cold at the end, but he was laughing and loving the water. Now, mm-hmm. um, something that is fun is being a fan of certain things. I mean, we all have things we geek out about. I mean, uh, you you and Lana were downstairs talking about Sailor Moon about an hour or two back. And I thought that was... And, and Lana, by the way, you know, she's four years old. She's going to be five here in a couple months. It's a very small attention span. Yeah, yeah. Like, but she kind of knew the continuity a little bit. Like, she, I'm not saying she's a Sailor Moon expert or a Sailor Moon savant, but, like, she knows her stuff. And, like, you and her are talking, and I'm just thinking, that's pretty cool. I like seeing... You know, parents and kids, or you know, anybody bond over a common interest. And Star Wars used to be that for me. <laughs> used to be. Who would have thought that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Oh man, I love that episode of The Simpsons. And Simpsons used to be that with me. I mean, like the older episodes are still very quotable, man. Very quotable. But um, uh, recently, there's been the Obi Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus. And uh, the the first two episodes dropped Memorial Day weekend, and I watched them, and I thought, man, this is a pretty good setup. Looks to be starting out to be better than uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which was a complete dumpster fire. Uh, you know, and I gave it a shot. I was like, okay, I can't wait for episode three. And then episode three happened, and I was like, oh, God, no. Yeah, this has got to be a joke. Mind you, I haven't seen any of this, nor am no. I a Star Wars fan. I just don't care. I but, like anime. Yeah. Well, I mean, to each their own. <laughs> but episode four uh, dropped this past week. I didn't watch it Wednesday. I dro- watched it Thursday. And it got even dumber. <laughs> and I, I'm sure you've heard the term toxic fandom, right? Mm, well, I have now. Okay. And basically, basic. if you're critical of love anymore you're toxic now what they try to make this out to be is if you are a racist or a sexist or a homophobe or you know you know any of the things obviously you think the writing sucks you hate this group which i'll get to what the writers yeah (laughs) oh man that was good um (laughs) saying the truth you know what i mean but uh, there's an actress on the show, uh, Moses Ingram. She plays uh, one of the villains on the show, and she is African-American. And I have no problem with her on the show, first of all. I'm going to say that straight out. And it, it's kind of like this uh, conversation me and uh, Gasman had a couple years back where, you know, how musicians like to bag on Nickelback, especially, like, you know, if they're hoity-toity. But if they're a small-town uh, local band, they're a bass player, Nickelback's in town that night. Hey, our bass, our bass player got diarrhea. Would you like to join, join us on stage? No way in hell they would say no. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Nickelback. And Star Wars may not and be high art. And bass players usually get diarrhea. Yeah, they usually get diarrhea. Sometimes they spread diarrhea. Uh, but, but you know, Star Wars has its hang-ups, but it is a very well-known platform, a very well-known brand. So I don't fault her for joining the cast, and I don't have any problems with her being a part of the cast. I'm sorry, I stopped listening after diarrhea. Diarrhea, yeah, it's hard to top that. It really is. Nickelback and diarrhea, hand in hand. Um, but she's been on the episode, uh, on the series from episode one. So, like, first two episodes she's in it. It's getting positive reviews. Episode three 
just drops out of the sky like a cow turd. And yeah, I did just poop. Yeah. And <laughs> episode four, not much better. And uh, now there are these, uh, these uh, fandom type of um, articles talking about how uh, toxic fans are bombing both IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes with negative reviews because of Moses Ingram. Again, who was on the first two episodes, they were well-received, but now they're making it out, okay, these fans are upset with the show because of her. I go on to... <laughs> this is where it gets stupid because I spent two hours yesterday arguing with morons. And you'll never get that back. And I'll never get that back. I'll, get, I'll have the memories, but that time is gone. <laughs> um, but this article is insinuating that everybody that has a problem with the show... As a problem. Okay, with why her. did you comment on that article then? You set yourself up. Why did I comment on that article? Because I don't think it's necessarily her that a lot of fans are bombing these websites about. My point is, this is a horribly written show. Mm-hmm. And I'll, let's just start from uh, the premise. Obi-Wan has to come out of semi-retirement to save Princess Leia as a kid. There is no... Tension. There's nothing to hook upon because you know damn well, even as somebody who doesn't follow Star Wars, that Princess Leia and Obi-Wan are in, you know, the original trilogy. So there's there's nothing there. What, the to, prequels? Well, they were in the prequels, but I'm talking about A New Hope. Oh. Like, like uh, with Carrie Fisher and Alec Guinness and all that. So Genuine class. Genuine class, Alec Guinness, RIPD, sir. Bridge Over the Warrior for Quiet. That's a good movie, too. Um, <laughs> but... You know they live, so what's the hook? And then, like, you have this scene that's on par with the Martha scene from Superman versus Batman, <laughs> or Batman vs. Superman. I'm like, huh? <laughs> well, well, when uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Princess Leia are on this little transport with stormtroopers who are supposed to be intimidating. I know we make fun of stormtroopers for sucking at guns. Stormer troopers? Stormer troopers. And he calls her Princess, uh, he calls her Leia in front of them. And they go, what'd you say? And he's, like, stammering out a story. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to look over here now. Like, this is like a South Park sketch. And then... Obalon, nothing to see here. Yeah, Officer Bar Brady is running uh, the Imperial Army, apparently. <laughs> uh, and then, like, later on in the episode, we have a meetup with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. And I know uh, you had a friend talk about this. Obi-Wan, even though, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that he's not been in practice with the Force for a while, but he's running away like a scared child. Mm. And it just isn't him. Yeah. And then the next episode, you have more fooling of Stormtroopers, and then when they get her out of this... Uh, pr when they rec rescue Princess Leia, and er all the guards are looking for these people that are, you know, infiltrating the base, right? They're just walking up on the main hangar deck... And Obi-Wan is walking with Princess Leia, this kid, wrapped in an overcoat. Nobody, none of these army officers see this four-legged man who looks a little fatter than he should. Well, it, it is out in outer space. It is in outer space, but they're like, I don't recall seeing this dude. Oh, my God. And it's it. this is like nuke the fridge Indiana Jones bad. <laughs> this is bad. This is shitty writing. She walked. She walked. Yeah, going back with the South Park references here. And I just and I just said on this website, this is a poorly written show. Mm -hmm. I didn't make any mention of anybody's race or gender. And oh my effing G, 
you know, did I get my share of toxic fandom? Now, keep in mind, the racists that are uh, criticizing Moses Ingram, they're a-holes. They are toxic. Yeah. Not, uh, not disagreeing Everyone with Everyone needs to be treated with respect, unless You're nickel they gave you a reason to not treat them with respect. <laughs> Something. Um, so, okay. What? Uh, but I get called a poorly written person. I get called old. I had two people call me racist. Well, okay. You're old. Not racist. And look at your books. Okay. I do have books. I read. Not just the funny books. But, like, I get called somebody uh, by somebody saying, well, you know, that's just your code for uh, not enough white people on the show. For saying that it's a poorly written wow. show. And I just said straight up to this dude, hey, look, if somebody's criticizing the Ewoks on Return of the Jedi, is that code for we don't want Billy D. Williams in the movie? It, it's just, it, it's so, it, it's, this is the 180 of that racist Mm -hmm. toxicity. This is the same toxic coin. The racists on one side and the woke on the other. Mm -hmm. And they perceive any attack, any criticism of this movie, of these TV shows, as racist. Mm -hmm. And I'm done with the show. I can't, you know, I, yeah. I was I was going to watch it just for, you know, the S and giggles because it is bad. But, it, you know, you can't do a show where there's no tension Mm -hmm. And go through the motions like this and say, oh, this is great. It's like a one gigantic flashback. Yeah. It's like, uh -huh. And it does nothing to add to the, uh, the mythos of the, uh, of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. And I don't want to deal with people that can't handle a criticism. They're like, well, why don't you write a good show? Why don't you write your Obi-Wan? Fools, there is already an Obi-Wan I like. And that was the one in A New Hope, 1977. Maybe you've heard of this movie. Mm -hmm. The original Star Wars. Bushes of Love. <laughs> but, <laughs> who's that bad lip reading? Yeah, I love it. It's on my oh, uh, I love that take too. ass playlist. Oh my god! So yeah. I'm I'm done with the show, um, and and these are badly written shows. Like I ranted about how disconjointed the book of Boba Fett is, mm -hmm. and how they basically completed a story arc for the Mandalorian on this show, a separate show. Yeah. And I'm worried about the Mandalorian now because it's had two decent seasons, and I do like this property. But I'm just wondering what kind of stuff they're going to crap out next year. And it's just not its not worth my time if I'm not allowed to criticize it or if I criticize it. You I can get... criticize stuff with me. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll almost listen. Well, yeah, almost, almost. But, you know, it's a, it's a damn shame because, like, you do have things you love. I have things I love. Could you imagine if Batman and Robin, the Joel Schumacher movie, came out in this year? Be careful where you tread. Be careful. Be I, love I know Batman Forever. I know you favorite. like Batman Forever. That's my favorite. Ah, and but but like here is poorly written person. Joel, yeah, thank you. I feel so much better about myself. Uh, but Joel Schumacher, I mean, what kind of sucks about him is that up until the bat those Batman movies he did, mm -hmm. I mean, he had a pretty decent resume. He wasn't a bad director. Like the Lost Boys, people know about the Lost Boys. Uh, Jamie Gertz, Twister. Yeah, my favorite. But, but everybody associates him with Batman and Robin. Could you imagine somebody saying, "Man, I just really don't like Batman and Robin. It just it doesn't. It's mm -hmm. not good. It's poorly written. The actors are hammy, and you know the nipples and the cod pieces. People would call you a homophobe, even even though mm -hmm. the movie, you know, sucked." Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, 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 Brandon Elliott, who's a fraternity brother of mine, 
Uh, the Critical Drinker. He's a drunk Scottishman who watches movies, and he's got a rant about toxic fandom uh, that I will link up on the page if uh, you haven't taken a look at it. But uh, that should kind of wrap up my whole thing. But but I, you know, going Maybe back. Do you feel better now? I feel highly caffeinated. Thank you for the iced this coffee. This is decaf. But I had three mugs of iced oh. coffee before this. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I I do I do whatever. love the fact that you and Lana were talking about me uh, too. Sailor Moon. Oh, I loved it. And when I was holding Logan in the pool yesterday, I realized he was wearing Baby Yoda swim trunks and the Baby Yoda shirt, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, it's a good day. Yeah, I just yeah that I like share like if you can share your passions and your fandoms with people. Oh, Hazel. Hazel, she's like, Mommy, will you lay down and watch this with me? When she's not sick, and it's Sailor Moon. Nice. I know. She's like, will you watch it with me? I'm like, yes, I will. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, I love her so much. You're a good parent, Mole. Oh, thank you. Jenny, sorry. <laughs> I said your bad name on the podcast. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Okay. But you know who are bad parents? Uh, these two numbnuts out of Long Island. Listen to this story. Uh, I'll kind of listen. I'm shopping okay. right now. I know you're shopping. I know you love the internet. Everybody loves the Shut internet. Shut Back off. But, like, I say you're a good parent because, you know, we've had to cut down on the uh, YouTube screen time with Lana. And right? Hazel. And Hazel. Because, I mean, you, the, the internet's a scary place, and you want yeah. them to be cognizant of that, aware of that. Even at yeah. a young age, just, just say, hey, guys, I know there's some entertaining stuff out there, but there's some stuff you shouldn't know about. Yeah. Yet or ever. Uh, but yeah. these parents from Long Island, out on the East Coast, imagine that, uh, they are suing Meta, Jeff, you know, Jeff Zuckerberg's company behind Facebook. Uh, they are suing them over their daughter's addiction to Instagram. I guess she signed up at the age of 11, two years prior to the uh, am I 13 or older thing. that oh, usually, really? Yeah, so she's sneaking behind mom and dad's back. And they're alleging this has been going on for years, and they're alleging that because of this, uh, she's got self-esteem issues. Uh, you know, she developed eating disorders, all this other well, stuff. That's terrible. But it is terrible for this girl to go through this. But before Instagram, I had trouble with you know body issues and stuff. It's just it's society. Yeah. Would you say it's kind of comes? And again, I'm speaking as a guy, but like you growing up female. Is it kind of part of the package? Like, what you're dealing with those pressures. It is, but it shouldn't be. No, it should You should try to take care of yourself and listen right. to what your doctor says because it does impact your health. But my, my whole point about these parents is, like, this is not the way to make things better. You're just looking for cash because your daughter suffered and because there's a good chance that they probably checked out. You know what I mean? They are dismissive. They are dismissive, and it's and that's why I just don't like lawsuits because a lot of times, especially a lawsuit like this, they're deferring blame. They're not taking responsibility for being good parents, and yeah. I think it's I you know again shitty that they are suing Facebook. And I get it. There are problems. They got deep pockets, man. They do. Zuckerberg, uh, he ain't exactly starving, even though he looks like an anorexic robot. But Michael. I know, but it's just, I, I, I just, social media has a lot of problems and you have to be cognizant. You have to know what your kids are doing mm-hmm. with Instagram, with Facebook, with Twitter, with YouTube, with whatever. God forbid TikTok. 
Oh God, TikTok is not allowed in this house. No, TikTok is for you know people with uh, a seven-second attention span. Every time I see one of those, sorry, right. I drop my pen. That's second. okay. 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 Every time I see one of those, it drives me insane. It does. It's like, uh, like why? This is a waste of my time. Yeah, it's it's basically what if Stevo invented a, a, <laughs> a social media platform? But I just I yo Stevo yo Stevo. Uh, but yeah, suing Facebook because you kind of checked out, mm -hmm. and that's and that's my whole gripe about Where it. Where were the parents at? As yeah. Eminem says, or as you know, with um, <laughs> like the 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 common question whenever there's an outrageous story on some uh, message board or some uh, Facebook or Twitter feed for a news station, where were the parents at? Well, this time around, yeah, where were they at? Mm -hmm. You know, you need to know what your kids are up to. Well. Again, at every well-child visit, you know, the doctor will go over with me, hey, you know, this is what I kind of want to see. Mm -hmm. And one of them is screen time, two hours or less a day. Mm -hmm. And one time I was told by our babysitter that the girls were watching inappropriate things for their age. Yeah, now, inappropriate. Wasn't. I'm not going to go into it. Okay, but it wasn't. No, 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 no. Right. No, it wasn't the P word. It was just something that was weird and not for younger children. Right, right. Just really weird. But uh, I will link that up on the podcast page, this yeah. uh, metal lawsuit. I just, I, I if, if, look, I know that kids are going to rebel and you can't help everything that a kid does, but the answer is not suing something that tens, hundreds of millions of other people use without blaming it. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, and again, showing that social media should not ever, ever influence your decisions. Move, the movie Morbius mm. bombed. It bombed again. Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So, uh, there was a tweet that came out and, uh, there are a couple of tweets. Like one guy said, my favorite part of Morbius was when, uh, he morbed all over the bad guys. Whatever the hell that means. And then got, another guy goes, my favorite part of Morbius is when he stopped in the middle of the action and went, it's Morbin time. Like my Mor Morphin Power Rangers. You right? better stop bastardizing one of my favorite shows. Well, that's what these guys on Twitter were doing. And Sony, the brain trust over there, who is just uh, doing great things with Spider-Man's secondary tertiary characters, they're like, hey, if it's popular as a meme or as a tweet... We'll put it out in the movie theaters again. And it bombed again. I think it was on over a thousand screens. And it churned out $85,000, which averages to about 85 bucks per screen. Shut the front door. <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the Samuel L. Jackson movie, Snakes on a Plane. Like, yeah. Uh, I did see that opening weekend. I was entertained, but like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally going to go see Snakes on a Plane." Now it's kind of like the whole social media thing over over the summer, and a good chunk of those people did not. So it didn't make the bank it was hoping to make. It was fun. It was entertaining. I wouldn't call it like uh, good, uh, but it's certain Snakes on a Plane certainly better than Morbius, which I have no interest in ever, ever, ever seeing. So. Maybe this will be the end of the Jared Leto franchise unless 
of course, they try to digitally insert him into it. Tom Holland, <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh my God, it's Bender. He'll save yeah. us. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, real quick, going to wrap this up. Um, did you talk to your mom about the Shelbyville fishing story? No. All right. So here's what happened. Goodbye. Yeah, a couple of guys <laughs> from Shelbyville are on the Ohio River. They go fishing. They catch a fish, right? And they notice that this big honking fish, even though it's huge, has a bigger stomach than usual. And so they're thinking, okay, maybe, just maybe, it's like a sack of fish eggs. Or maybe it, it ate a marmot or something. Fish eat all sorts of crazy things. And the Ohio River, not necessarily known for being clean, as you'll find out here in about, oh, 17 seconds. So they take it home. Uh, the guy has his wife help him cut open the fish and remove whatever. And unfortunately... Their young daughter was in the kitchen at the time. And they remove from said fish a marital aid. A D-I-L dough. Yes, that's right. A big honking fake phallus was in this fish's stomach. And, of course, it went viral. You didn't tell mom. Your mom is from Shelbyville. Th these guys should be the pride of the town. Yeah, well, so is Bucky Barnes. I think he's a bigger influence than that <laughs> freaking fish. <laughs> comic book character a little better than uh did he live on crest more what bucky bards or the sex deprived fish the sex depraved i don't know sex depraved bucky marks uh well if you're on ice for like 60 odd years yeah he's got that that slash fan fiction <laughs> man yeah bring that up with your mom no yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to link that up, too. But uh, that just just uh, kind of, I mean, we all enjoy seafood, but for love of God, you probably don't want to go fishing in the Ohio River. Put your keys in the fish, Mike. <laughs> don't, don't tempt anyone out there that's a pervert. Okay, well, with that said, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and until later, stay fresh. Jesus. <laughs> You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.